What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? Joey Womack, founder, CEO, Goody Nation, coming to you with another season of Why Relationships Matter, the video podcast by Goody Nation, talking about closing the relationship gap in the innovation economy. Today, you're in for an absolute treat, as I have a pretty good friend here, amazing personality, but even better than that, amazingly talented person. We're going to talk about all things relationship focused as it relates to business and things of that nature. Here's why it's important. At Goody Nation, we're, clo- we're focused on closing what we call the relationship gap. Now, this is the lack of connection between people, typically entrepreneurs, but also those that work for large companies and in, uh, in those that are influential in business as well, particularly innovation, right? And so what happens is when you don't have access to those that are connected to influential people, it leads to a few things, right? It leads to lack of access to mentorship so that you can't rise in your career. Or if you're an entrepreneur, you can't reach your potential. If you're an entrepreneur, it means that you have lack of access to customers, to funding, and also people to hire, right? So at Goody Nation, we're focused on doing a few things. One, making sure people set strong priorities and goals, helping people reach those goals, particularly around warm introductions. So Enough for me. Let's get to the uh, rest of the crew here. So we're going to start off with a few intros. I'm actually going to kick it over to my co-host, one of our tech storytelling fellows, Casey, for a quick intro. Hi, everybody. My name is Casey Willis. And yes, I am a 2023 tech storytelling fellow with Goody Nation. And I'm also the founding producer of Could Be Pretty Cool, an audio production company that specializes in podcasts and live theatrical sound design. Thanks for listening today. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to kick it over to Disha. Hi, everybody. Joey, thank you so much for inviting me to be with you um, today. I am Disha Barnett. Um, I always say, first and foremost, I'm somebody's mama. I'm coming to you live from my kids' toy room today. Um, I also um, am somebody's wife, um, but I, at work, am the president of global communications and content for UPS, the 34th largest company in the world with 540,000 plus people around the world delivering all of your packages. We like to say we deliver what matters. Um, And this is a topic that is near and dear to me. So um, I'm excited to jump in, Joey. Well, let's let's get right into it. Let's uh, let's let's go back. Let's talk about your origin story. Right. Like, how'd you how'd you get here? What are some of the key relationships and inflection points that allowed you to get to where you are today? Yeah. So when you say origin story, you know, that makes you think that makes me think about like I was born on a cold winter day (laughs) in Washington, D.C. I just had a birthday, by the way, last week. So uh, seriously, very cold winter day in Washington, D.C. And um, uh, I was born to two parents that were college sweethearts. They went to Fayetteville State University. Shouts out to all of the HBCUs in the world. Um, and I will I, I start there because, you know, I really consider myself very fortunate um, to have been raised by amazing parents who instill confidence in me and and instill confidence in my brothers. They raised us to be, um, you know, people that, you know, had a, a lot of pride in our culture and um, and and knew who we are and, and whose we are, right? Um, and so I think that when we think about relationships, um, 
that's really important. You know, you got to show up with confidence first, right? Before people really will um, will start to see uh, see your value and your worth. But um, so grew up. Joey in between Maryland and New Jersey ended up coming to Atlanta to go to Clark Atlanta University. Very proud Clark Atlanta nice. um, alumna, Panther pride all day. Um, but I majored in communications um, with the concentration in public relations at CAU and was one of those kids that really early on had um, what I call just like divine vision, divine um, destiny. I, I knew what I wanted to do with my life when I came to school. So I, I'm not, you know, one of those people that switched her major, you know, so many times and all of that. I um, I knew I wanted to, I, I actually, in my, in my senior year in high school, I said, I'm going to run communications in a major corporation one day. And I thank God for ordering my steps um, to make that possible um, today. So um, but along the way, you know, there there were um, to your to use your word, Joey, many inflection points that were critical um, in in my sort of achieving my dream, right? So, and relationships are just like a thread. They are really they were really have been really important for me. Will continue to be really important for me. Um, so I, I will say, you know, when I was in school, I was. Again, this like kind of overzealous kid wanted to go and run the communications world somewhere one day. And so I would, you know, seek out. I always had anybody who would make eye contact with me, who seemed like they were ahead of me in the journey um, and might be willing to offer me some perspective. Um, I was the person that will follow up with you if you came to speak to my class. I was the one that would ask you if we could have coffee. I was always the one that was asking for advice. And then I was the person that also kept in touch. Um, I'm, you know, grew up in with the high school in the 90s. So we would sign the yearbook KIT, keep in touch. So I keep in touch. Um, and so the first really critical relationship that I can think about um, is with uh, my first mentor. Her name is Kanata Herring. Kanata came to talk to one of our classes, and she at the time worked for Ketchum, um, which was um, and is one of the largest global public relations firms in the world. And so she said something about an internship. I ended up following up with her, applied for that internship, and got the internship. And then just still kept in contact with Kanata over the years. So later, uh, many, many years later, when I went to uh, work in Walmart's communications team, it was my first big corporate job. I knew I needed to negotiate because that's what people said. You should negotiate your salary. But I, you know, I had not had a mm -hmm. compensation package that was set up the way that this one was. I didn't know what to ask. Um, I didn't know what to ask for. And who did I call? Kanata Herring and Kanata literally scripted me. So when I called back the HR um, folks, I ended up saying exactly what Kanata told me to say um, as I was negotiating um, that um, that that compensation package. So that's just one example, um, you know. And and again, I met Kanata I think in 1998. Mm -hmm. um, I went to work for Walmart in 2007. 
Mm. Um, so, and, and Kanata, I could call her right now. She'll answer the phone. Uh, that's my girl. Uh, she's rooting for me and I shout her out whenever I can, because I know that I would not be where I am today without, you know, that relationship and people who really invest in me like, like Kanata. So I don't know if you want me to keep going, but I've got all kinds of examples like that from a career perspective, Joey, I guess I started at Ketchum, ended up going to work for Earthlink. So shout out to dial up internet. Mm. Um, (laughs) in their their communications team, um, left Earthlink and went to work for Walmart. I moved to Bentonville, Arkansas to work for the largest company in the world. I was there for 10 years and ran every part of the communications team at Walmart. It was a phenomenal experience. And you talk about relationships, you know, um, I ended up crossing paths when I was there with Roz Brewer, um, solved a lot of problems with with people like Doug McMillan, who's the CEO at Walmart today. Um, And so when you go in the fire with people and and work to solve problems together, you know, you build really important bonds. But then I KIT, I keep in touch, right? So so I can still call them up and and I consider them friends who are rooting for me today. Um, So I left Walmart, came back to Atlanta. Um, I worked for the Metro Atlanta Chamber, which is where Joey, you and I met. Um, I led marketing communications, choose ATL. I stood up a diversity, equity, and inclusion function at the chamber. I was there for five years. And now I've been at UPS for um, about a year and a half leading um, global comms and content there, which is really exciting. So um, that's a little bit about my career journey. You tell me what else you want me to share. No, that's dope. That's dope. So one time, shout out to Kanata. Um, Do you know Kanata too? I, I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying like, yeah. just, <laughs> shout out to these awesome people. She, she's yes. awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, yeah, and I love the KIT. I haven't, I haven't seen that in a long time. I need to go Listen, with, 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 I mean, with, they with need to bring it back. The kids, you know, you gotta, you have to KIT. Like, how many times do we write that? Like, it's ingrained, you know. Yeah. Um, and it is. It's a way of life, and it, I think it really has benefited me. Yeah, I love. It. I mean, I mean, even thinking back to to those times because it, it wasn't like it is now. It was it was almost impossible to you had to be extremely intentional to keep intentional. Yes. You know about it. I mean, especially as from a high school perspective, people go their their separate ways and maybe you see some people you come home for the holidays and stuff like that, but yeah. you know, people change phone numbers, people right. move and stuff like that. It's you had to be extremely intentional. So kudos Kudo. I think I mean it makes an example of what it what it takes to be intentional about keeping in contact. With yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And I, I will tell you, I mean, and, and people who know who have known me for a long, I've been this way forever. So like every if I get a promotion at work, it's a, there's a core group of people, um, and and thank God for the promotions. <laughs> But like in the in in the instances where I've been promoted, there are a core group of people, and and it it actually has changed over the years. Like there'll be people that I add to the list and and all of that. But I I shout all of them out. I send them an email. I say y'all, like I got a promotion, and it is because of folks that invested in me. Um, and and I know that you know I pay homage to them. Um. And really, really appreciate them sincerely. And so when I call them when I need something, <laughs> you know, it ain't like they just they're hearing from me for the first time in so right. many years. Like I'm keeping them up to date on what's going on in my life. Um, and again, acknowledging the role that they that they have played um and encouraging me along the way. Nah, I love it. I love it. I need to 
I need to do a better job of KIT. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it. I mean, I told, there's a few kind of nuggets there, right? I mean, even the even the consistent communication on, on updates. I think about from a founder perspective, sometimes they're sending out monthly or quarterly updates to their mentors and advisors. Um, I think there's some interesting opportunities to apply those same things for people that that don't work for themselves. That's right. You know, like, hey, listen, you know, here's what here's what happened in my in my um, career and personally over like the last quarter and stuff like that. That even if it's five to seven people, I think it'll pay dividends down the road. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, you know a lot of founders do. I've I've, I've been a mentor through TechStars and 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 all of those kind of programs, right? Um, so you get on the distro list for founders, and and it is nice to see you know their businesses grow, but sometimes and this is me being the communications expert, sometimes those um, kind of tactics and strategies can can come off as cold. It can come mm. off as um, canned and, you know, it's, it's not personal. Right. Mm. And so um, so so, you know, there, there's time and space for those kind of strategies. But when you are really doing KIT the right way, it's personal you know, um, and it is sincere and it's authentic. It, it, it doesn't have to be a long update. You know, it could be, I, you know, I saw, I saw, I don't know, something on TV that made me think about you. I'm just shooting you a note to say what's up, you know, um, you know, it, it, it can be things as simple as that. Um, so, so I think, I think the, I think the founders that I have gotten to know over the years, probably could do a little bit better of a job and it doesn't have to be overthought. I know people are, you know, hard pressed for time, but um, especially with those folks that, you know, um, you're going to need to call at some point to help you out. And, um, and for those that you really hold in high regard, KIT has to be personal. I love it. I love it. I love it. KIT has to be personal. That's a slogan. Yeah. I want to trademark that thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, this, I mean, again, so many, so many interesting gems, right? I mean, the the relationship led to you know the the, the advice, like here's tactically how you you know maneuver through this very kind of nuanced, unique situation. Because you you mentioned there, you know, not to get into too much detail, but you mentioned that it was a if I understood correctly, it was a compensation package that you had never kind of seen before, right? Yeah. Very very nuanced, right? That's yeah. kind of advanced level type of stuff you can't just maybe you could i'm not i'm not familiar you probably couldn't google it right or if i could google it i i was um you know we there are things that that all of us are always learning and and you know there there's new things to be exposed to every day right so i had never been exposed to this before Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom was a school teacher by this point my father had passed away and when i called my mom first right i'm like mom (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Look at this with me. I don't really understand it, you know, but I know I need to negotiate because that's what all my mentors, people say, you know, negotiate, you know, but I don't even understand. I don't mm. know what questions to ask. And then I certainly don't know what to ask for. Yeah. And my mom said, Dang, I wish your daddy was alive. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that ain't helping me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so she, mom bowed out like she didn't want to give me bad advice. She 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 tapped out. She was like, you know what? I don't really know, but let me try to think about who else you can call. So I also like thought about it, and Kanata came to mind. And I called Kanata. I there was a trust established, so I could send her the whole compensation package. She could look at it with me. She talked me through it. 
she, I, I, and when I tell you, this is no, I've told this story before. So I hope I'm going to send this to Kanata when you put it out. But um, half of what Kanata told me to say, I was, I was 28 years old, something like that. Half of what Kanata told me to say, I didn't understand what she was talking about. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what she, so I literally was like, say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What do what is what's the word again? What I need to ask about wow. the, the pay band? Like what is I what is that? Explain that to me. Wow. Okay, okay, pay band. So I literally I wrote down word for word what she told me to say. I did not know what I was talking about. Mm. Mm. <laughs> but mm. I said it and it all worked out, you it know. Out. Um so yeah, it's it it's it it's important, you know, it's really important. I'm gonna tell one more quick story. So yeah. Since you and I worked met, met when I was at the chamber, um, when I was at Ketchum, so again, my first job, I think I was there, I was at Ketchum for something like five years. I worked on some really fun, you know, accounts, Home Depot and Delta and Delta Airlines. I, I did a lot of work with Procter and Gamble in the multicultural marketing space when I was there, but there was a, a, a little like small project that came through, really small b- budget, um, to, to do the local media for um when the when the pink pig came back to Linux. Mm. <laughs> mm. And mm-hmm. I had kind of been I had kind of become known as this like energetic young, you know, uh talent in the agency. And so David Rubinger, Joey, you know David Rubinger? Uh-uh, I don't believe so. David Rubinger um had been like a editor at the Atlanta Business Chronicle. He did like a little stint he left news and went to work in the PR space at Ketchum. So David Rubinger had kind of seen me bopping around the office and he came to me and said, Hey, Disha, there's this small thing. Will you, I only can pick, I only can have one person working with me on it. Um, I'd like for you to work with me on it. So I'm like, cool. You know, so me and David um, claim the fame. I helped relaunch the pink pig. At- <laughs> I love um, later, David went back to news. Today, David is the publisher at the Atlanta Business Chronicle. Mm-hmm. And when I, 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 you know, KIT, so every now and then I hit David up, you know, and let him know what's going on with me. Um, if I'm in Atlanta, I might, you know, ask David if he if he wanted to have a coffee when I lived in Arkansas. So David knew that I had been trying to get back to Atlanta. Um, David is the person that told Hala Modelmog mm. at the chamber my name wow um and never and he never told me that he did it so like when the chamber called me i was like a chamber that's weird you know like (laughs) i'm a corporate brand big brand kind of person um but david who worked on a project with me probably in 2001 Mm. no two that around 2001 2000 probably around that time was the person that gave my name for a job I took in 2017. Wow. K-I-T. K-I-T. I love it. I love it. Uh, wow. That's a lot of, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of, a lot of trust. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a true, these are, these are true inflection points. Yeah. These are, these are true inflection points, man. This is, this is so awesome. This is yeah. so awesome. Um, Casey, I don't know. I mean, if you have anything else you want to hop in, then no pressure. But oh no, I I'm 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 struck by 
the the 28 year old version of you who literally did not know some of the things that you were saying that your mentor told you to say and it's making me curious about you know those of us who are new in entrepreneurship or new in any field who kind of feel even though we should be building those relationships a little bit uh nervous about oh these people have these established careers and they know all these things i don't want to sound dumb i don't want to say the wrong thing how can we sort of overcome our insecurities when building meaningful relationships in this I I love that question. It's, and it's why I started shouting out my mom and my dad again, like the, I, so I, I have never been somebody who lacked confidence. Um, and I, and I like to, and, and by the way, I'm also a really hard worker. Um, I have studied my craft. Um, I'm a student of the craft. I didn't, I didn't stop studying it. I study my craft ongoing, um, so that I can be really confident about what I bring and professionally um i also treat people the right way you know my mom would say you gotta be nice to people because you know your, your teacher will give you any grade they want to give you so when you go <laughs> to school be nice you know um so i you know i really do try to show up in a way that um you know is is respectful of of, of everybody that I'm, I'm i'm encountering along my journey but um, because of all those things, Casey, because I, I again, I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident about what I am great at, what I am like divinely gifted at. I'm so confident in those things that I'm willing to make myself vulnerable when I don't know. Conf and, and by the way, is there a such thing as being like confidently vulnerable? Can we can yeah. we can we trademark that? Yeah, too? That's true. That's true. <laughs> Like, you know, these things can, both things can exist, right? You can be confident and you can also be vulnerable at the same time. Um, and, and so I'm never, I'm never shy about acknowledging what I don't know, what I, what I have not had a lot of exposure to, what, where I don't have a lot of experience, where I might not have a lot of education, because that's, you got to be vulnerable in order to then go and, and learn and grow, right? To ask the questions and to be willing to say, hey, can I come with you? Can I shadow you? Can I, you know, can you teach me something? Um, so I think it all, it all, for me, it starts from within. Like, I don't know that there's a, um, a recipe necessarily, but I I do think, um, you know, being finding if you are somebody who lacks confidence, like you got to unpack that, go call a professional, figure out, you know, <laughs> um, what what is at what's the root cause, right? For um, for for the the lack of confidence and and try to overcome that, but then also um, hard work, being clear about where you are gifted and what you are strong at, what you are, you know, sort of, um, they say your gifts will make room for you. You know, you know, wh what's the thing that you are here on this earth to do that nobody else can do the way you can do it? If you can get confident in that, you know, it, it's no thing to be vulnerable when you don't know something. Cause it's not, I mean, you know, Casey, you great at something that I'm not great at. I already know it off the top. Right. Um, and so we maybe can learn from each other. And so to be able to have that kind of a mindset, I think is really important, but then let me tell you a trick though, that I do. And I stumbled on this trick sometimes cause I was lazy. <laughs> so I'm not really lazy, but sometimes you, you know, we've all been in a situation where we feel like we are, we, we did not take the proper time to prepare. 
Did everybody has everybody been there or is it just me? Oh no, um, I've been there too. So when I went to work for Walmart, again, largest company in the world, two million people work in this company. Imagine being, you know, this kid from PG County, Maryland, little Disha, you know, and the, now the global headquarters for the biggest company in the world. Um, I so I would be like walking around the office, having to go meet with these um, really, you know, important executives. Um, and and I was there to talk to them about communications. I'm their communications person. But again, I'm like 28, 29 years old. I'm a kid still in many ways. Right. Um, and so I, I would prep, but I might be rushing. And so I would just read like the maybe the first paragraph of their bio. <laughs> I wouldn't read the whole bio. Right. But it, it was more so because I was rushing. So I knew enough to know, like, what were they responsible for? What was their name? You know, what was their title um, and all of that kind of stuff. But I hadn't read deep in the bio. So I would show up to these meetings like just my normal old self, because I didn't read deep in the bio to allow myself to get intimidated by these mm. people mm. Um, who like have all these like experiences and are brilliant and, you know, are in these big jobs making multi millions of dollars a year and all this kind of stuff. But I would just read that first paragraph <laughs> and be able to like go in there. OK, I know enough about them to be able to like, you know, understand my audience a little bit sort of on the top. But the but the trick is not to like overdo it in preparation and get yourself get in your head right. about who you think somebody is and, and how they might be judging you such that it gets in the way of you being able to show up again confidently, especially confident when it comes to the gifts that you are bringing forward. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Is that bad advice? No, it's not. I, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, ignorance is bliss. I mean. That's that's what it is, right? I mean, but I mean that 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 last point, and also I mean maybe Casey, you're you the one to ask the question though. But that last point about not about getting in your head and stuff like yeah. that is, I think, one of the the for for humans, particularly around entrepreneurs or people in the innovation space, is is a thing because usually you're you're highly intelligent and stuff like that. And you can psych yourself out. But that's I don't know, Casey, Casey, if you uh, have any thoughts on that. Oh, I can absolutely co-sign. Um, yes, <laughs> over preparation can sometimes be the yeah. the kicker. But yes, uh, Disha, that was brilliant. Beyond and I will say, for me, like I just over time have real have. I guess you you know you pay attention to the patterns, right? So when did I show up? at you know my most confident hmm. um and i've i've learned i've learned these little tricks and and remember i mean in the space that i work again like i'm 25 years old sitting with a ceo trying to help craft you know a, a communication strategy um and so some of that just comes with the space that i i work in like i can't i can't be intimidated because by the way like nobody's gonna listen to my recommendations if i'm like if i'm shivering while i'm talking right so um i have to i have to bring a confident posture and um perspective forward i love it one of the things that i i try to do is um i try to visualize someone in my head like a like an important person, like what they were like in, in sixth grade. Like I try to like literally just, you know, de-age yeah. them and stuff like that. Like you're just like me. Yeah. I mean, you're just like me. I mean, in sixth grade, we were all kind of new 
to middle school and stuff like yeah. that. It was no importance. And at one point you were there. Um, so you're you're just like me. You, you got to do everything just like I do as well. And so. it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, one of the and, and again, I'm only name dropping because Joey told me to name drop because we <laughs> talk about relationships. But one of the gifts that Roz Brewer, who y'all know is the CEO at Walgreens, um, gave to me. Roz is a, a mentor, I, I, but 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 she's a mentor who is very busy. I probably call on Roz, you know couple times a year we keep in touch over text and we see each other every now and then or whatever but I but but when I need her she's she's there for me right um and in one of our conversations probably at the start of the pandemic she um said to me that she gets as much out of our mentorship as I do mm. Because when I come to her with, you know, this and, and it's got to be significant because, again, she's very, very busy. Right. So I, I go to rise with like major challenges that I am having professionally. It's either like a decision I'm trying to make about my career path or there could be something that I'm experiencing at work that I, you know, where I've tried all the tools in my toolkit and I, it just doesn't seem like it's working and I need some other perspective. Um, and when I'm sharing with her what, you know, when I'm explaining what the situations to her, she then is taking away things that like her, folks in her team and her company might also be dealing mm. with. And she then is starting to think about how might I be able to problem solve um, in this way, kind of at scale within my circle of control. So I'm answering the questions for Disha, but I'm also thinking about how this might be able to help me be a better leader at work. Um, and so, you know, when you, when you, again, just remember that there is like, we're in this life together, like we, there is a shared experience. Um, there is shared value, you know, that, that happens when we are open and honest with each other and, 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 community, right? Um, we all benefit and it doesn't really matter um, what your title is, how old you are, what level you're at professionally or, you know, any number of other sort of differences that we might have. We're in community and we all learn and grow together. Nah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, for what I've at least seen from, from people who are high achieving also kind of read on this matter, like, Generally speaking, high achieving people, people that just make stuff happen, they're lifelong learners. Yeah. Right. And so they can take go into any situation and, and say, like, yes, I'm giving advice. If this is the case around mentorship, giving advice, but also how can I learn from the person I'm giving advice to? It's a, so it's a two way street. And I think once you kind of understand that concept, if you're looking for advice, like you also can provide value to that person. I think it does a few things. One. More importantly, uh, I mean, yeah, you get you get good advice, but also it also changes the types of people that you target for said advice. Right. Um, you looking for people that are up there that have a vast level of experience and wisdom and so on and so forth. And you know, probably bring a little bit of name cachet. And so if, you, if you're a founder out there, if you're or if you're starting your professional career working for someone else, you know, look for people um, that obviously have the name cachet, the wisdom, but also uh structure your story and the question in a way that they can learn as well and apply it to their everyday life or, you know, whatever, however they see fit. Right. So 
So, um, yeah, yeah, and this has been an amazing episode. There's a, one other thing, one other quick point I want to bring up, and then we'll kind of wrap it up. The interesting part around your your in my well, one of the one of the interesting parts around your part around the, the story around the Walmart and the compensation um, is that per your own words, you're confident, right? You're confident. But what I also took from that is your level of self-awareness. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You knew what you did not know. You knew what you did not know. And so when and particularly for founders, one of the things that I'm looking at, I've, I've talked to hundreds and thousands of founders at this point, is to me, the one of the greatest predictors of success is their level of self-awareness. Yeah. Right. You have to you have to be confident in yourself, especially if you're an entrepreneur. You got to be you have to believe that you can move a mountain. But at the same time, you have to say, like, you know what? Like, I may not have what it takes in these areas. And so therefore, I need to fill that gap, particularly around with advice and stuff. Like yeah. That. So, yeah. No, I, I, I agree with all of what you just said. Um, I like to debate with people about this notion of fake it till I make it. Mm. I don't really subscribe to that. Like it, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I don't like, <laughs> I don't, I have not faked it. Period. Like, <laughs> as the kids say, per like, I have not faked it. I don't fake it. If I, if I, if I, if it's a gap for me, I acknowledge that it's a gap. Um, and I ask for help, you know? Um, and then, and then I think the other important part is I acknowledge the people who have helped me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't then just act like I, I showed up here and I, I did all this by myself. Um, it goes back to, you know, KIT, but also, you know, we're in this together and, um, and, and, and that's important, but there is, you do have to be both, both confident and self-aware, right? Um, because and I again I think that confidence piece is important because sometimes people fake it till they make it because they lack confidence. Mm. You know, they they don't mm. ask for help um because it, they're sort of overcompensating and they they lack confidence. They have some insecurities that um are getting in their way of being authentic and transparent, which I think gets in the way of of us, you know, really um achieving all that we're supposed to achieve in the world. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been an amazing, amazing episode. Uh, if you're out there, or even even with you, Deech, I mean, if you're out there listening, take a second, if you can, to thank the Kanadas, yeah, the Roslins in your life that yes. got you to where you're, you know, all of us made it um, where we are today through someone else's efforts, right? That's right. And, and take a minute to, to thank them. Maybe it's a phone call. Maybe it's a text. Maybe you see them in person. Or maybe it's simply just a thought if you can't if you can't get in contact with them yeah. personally. So I think it means a lot. Chaos. Chaos. Awesome. thank thanks a ton for this. Uh, it's been an amazing episode. Uh, for for all others out there, we'll see you next month. Another edition of Why Relationships Matter by uh, by Goody Nation. We're focused on closing the relationship gap in the innovation economy. Peace out, y'all. Thanks, Joey.